Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Bridget Spackman. And Michelle Emerson, and we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. Today's episode is the conclusion to our mini-series all about building habits for the new year. And I have to say, Michelle, I think this is one of my favorite mini-series right next to when we did it on teacher burnouts. Yes. It's a good one. So back in episode 106, Habits We Are Building This Year, we shared a personal and professional habit that Michelle and I are just working to build. And today we're going to share the progress and how our habit building is going. All the juicy stuff is about to get shared. (laughs) I was literally about to say that. I'm like, it's going to be juicy. Yeah, it is. (laughs) But first, let's hear a TSH from Jennifer. Jennifer says her time sucking hurdle is paper piles. I struggle with out of sight, out of mind. And as a result, I end up with paper piles all over my workspace, papers to grade, papers to look at later, papers to file, etc. For this reason, using the Sterlite drawers that so many teachers love gives me anxiety. Thanks to you both, I use and love Google Keep for to-do lists. Can I somehow incorporate that to get rid of my piles? Help. <laughs> yeah, I will say, Jennifer, I think about one of like my first productivity books that I read several years ago, and it literally changed my life forever. So David Allen is the author of Getting Things Done, and he talks about having a system for catching, and I'm putting that in quotes, like all of the papers that you have in a day. So this is what I refer to as like my inbox in my classroom. So I use a paper sorter that I got from Ikea to do this in my classroom, and like literally, I still use this system. I've been using it for years and years and years, and it's like perfect because the Sterilite boxes, just like you, they stress me out and I can't do them. But from there, what you have to do is you kind of have to train yourself to sort through your papers each day. So this is like a routine that you're going to build in that, you know, every afternoon, you will determine three different things from there. You will decide one, do you have to use this as a reference? If so, file, a, file it away immediately. Don't just put it in another pile, but you go file it away. Um, do you need to delegate this? And if so, then you need to go ahead and go and hand it off to that person. So take that time to go and put it into their boxes or on their desk, but hand it off. And then ask yourself three, do can I just trash it? Like, is it something that I can just get rid of? And I swear that this process will really help you maintain like the paper monster and keep you from feeling overwhelmed. It's a nice little little routine and it kind of winds you down for the day. So it le- mm-hmm. leaves you feeling very accomplished and ready to start the next day. Yeah. And Bridget kept mentioning routine we've now realized like your routine is comprised of all of these little habits. So really what you have to do is create the habit of actually processing your papers. But Jennifer, I'm so happy you brought this up because I think it's important to remember that everyone has different organizational systems that fit their personality. Not every system will work for every teacher. I personally love the Sterlite drawers, but I completely understand where you're coming from with the out of sight, out of mind issue. I think Bridget's suggestion of the trays and that processing system is fantastic. I would also add to it that you could find ways to maybe reduce the papers that you're processing. Mm -hmm. Can you scan 
the papers and then store them digitally. If you have an iPhone, you actually have a built-in scanner in your notes app. I would always get tons of handouts from PDs or other meetings that I attended, and I would take notes in my digital planner and then just add photos of the handouts so that I could reference the pages easily. If it was a paper that I would need to make copies of in the future, I would just scan it and save it as a PDF in my Google Drive. That way I had access to it. I could still print off copies, but I didn't have the physical paper taking up space on my desk. Yeah, no, really, really good advice. Um, So Michelle, it is check-in time. And at this point, are you ready? (laughs) I'm a little nervous. I feel like people are going to judge me and I'm, I'm here for it. Let's just let's let it all out. Um, So Michelle and I are going to recap each of our habits that we decided to build back in episode 106. And then we're going to give you a little rundown of how it's going. So Michelle, you're up. (laughs) So for each habit, we're going to share like kind of what we did well, what we still need to work on, like what we struggled Mm -hmm. with, and then our biggest takeaways and tips and tricks that maybe we learned along the way. So we're going to start with our work slash professional habit that we each shared. Mine was to respond to all emails, like for my business emails, within the first 30 minutes of the day, Monday through Friday. So not weekends. I take the weekends off, but weekdays. So what I did well, first of all, I felt like I was very clear with my habit. And we've talked about this before. A lot of people think they lack motivation. In reality, they just lack clarity. But I had very specific timeframes and I had a specific action. It's I want a zero inbox within 30 minutes of when I start the day, which I knew personally my day kind of starts, quote unquote, when Billy leaves for work. So when Billy leaves for work within 30 minutes, which is typically that 8.30 to 9 a.m. hour of the day, I knew exactly what I wanted to have done. I also utilize temptation bundling, which is when you link an action that you want to do with something you need to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is what worked for me. I love drinking my coffee in the morning. So I kind of combine that with answering emails. I would make my coffee and I would carry it upstairs and then I would drink it while I was answering the emails and it made it a more enjoyable experience. So that worked out well. Nice. Uh, Let's talk about what I still need to work on. (laughs) (laughs) I really struggled with Fridays. And the reason I struggle with Fridays is because my routine is different. Fridays, I start off the day by cleaning the house. I'm typically cleaning until about one or two o'clock in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And because my schedule was different, my routine was kind of thrown off. I would never remember to sit down and answer emails on Fridays. (laughs) Yeah, I could see how you would just want to get into cleaning immediately. Uh Do you know what I Uh mean? Like I get imagining myself and I'm like, yeah, I would not want to take out my computer. I would just want to start cleaning. Yep. And I'll be completely honest. I'm still struggling with this. Like I'm still trying to find a solution. There were some weeks where I would say, nope, I'm going to sit down, enjoy my coffee, answer emails, and then I'll start cleaning. But there were other weeks where I just, I would start cleaning before Billy had left. Like I would start putting away dishes and then I would just roll with it. So I'm still working on that. The other issue that I found is that sometimes there were one or two emails that were kind of difficult to respond to. So whether it was 
I get some emails that are like paragraphs long. And so it's this whole, like, I want to make sure I respond to each part, but that's very daunting to me. Right. Or it's something where I have to do like two or three tasks first before I can respond to the email. And as a result, like that would kind of prolong and like drag out the whole responding to emails process to be longer than it needed to be. Um, And so I needed a system, but like, it's like, I need a system for answering emails, but then the emails are all different. You know what I mean? So some emails I can respond to right away. Other ones, I have to do all these other things. And so I struggled with that, Mm. but takeaways, tips, tricks, all the good stuff. Yeah. Please help us. (laughs) (laughs) I did find that when I did it the right way, like when I actually responded to all my emails within 30 minutes, it led to more productive days as a whole. I would answer my emails and then jump right into work. Whereas on the days where maybe I was a little off and I didn't start with answering emails, I felt like I didn't get as much done. And I was kind of more like procrastinating my work because that whole like getting started, that's what I struggle with. So for me, answering emails worked as like my exit ramp. You know what I mean? Like, or rather an entrance ramp (laughs) to the highway. I also created a new environment. So I used to answer emails either at the kitchen table or sitting on the couch. For a while, I was watching all those morning shows like the Today Show. And, yeah, you do um, have a nice couch to sit on. I do. I love my couch. Mm-hmm. But one of the things James Clear talked about in Atomic Habits is like changing up your environment mm-hmm. in order to kind of have this new cue. So I started working more in my upstairs office, which it's helpful that I got myself a new computer up here. And so I'm more motivated to like come up here and work. Right. But having that new environment, it was that whole, like I'm carrying up my coffee. I put it down on my desk and I'm opening up my emails. It created that, like that habit stacking. Right. Right. And so I was able to identify a current habit that I already do each day and then just stack this new behavior on top. So I stacked Billy leaving and me like saying goodbye with me then going upstairs. So I say goodbye to Billy. I go upstairs and it's important to note that whole frequency, right? The cue has to be the same frequency as the desired habit. Well, I answer emails Monday through Friday and Billy goes to work Monday through Friday. So that worked out perfectly. Um, The habit tracker also helped. I'll be honest, I I still kind of struggled with like keeping up with the habit tracker. That's just the reality. Do you have like, do you have it printed? Because I feel like that was part of my issue. Okay. Yes. I had it printed, (laughs) but here's what I would do. I, I like to clear off my desk as much as possible. Mm. And so I would stick it in the drawer that's like next to my desk and I forget to get it back out. (laughs) Yeah. It's like you have to have that visual piece because remember, it's like all about the visual. The visual is like the big response. Yep. But I do respond well to the whole like don't break the chain. Yes, you do. Situation. Um, But I will say it's going to be interesting moving forward because Billy has just now like he's starting a new job. Yeah. And that's going to throw off the routine because he's going to be leaving at a different time. And so I'm going to have to kind of adjust. But it's okay. That's part of life, right? We have these different seasons. And so our habits have to kind of transform in order to match those seasons. Yeah. I was going to offer a suggestion, but our time change and like the difference between you and I, like we have an hour difference when uh-huh. we, I was going to say about like taking Fridays to not answer emails. So not answer emails Fridays and Saturdays and maybe like stack it 
to our podcast recording since you're already kind of in work or podcast, you know, meetings yeah. because we're already in work mode, but the hour difference is just, it makes it a little bit challenging. And I get yeah. hungry towards the end of our, <laughs> our <Yes>. meetings. <laughs> well, and most Sundays, the Redskins, I say the Redskins, they're now the Washington football team, but old habits die hard. Right. <laughs> Since we're talking about habits. Um, that was great. They typically play on Sundays. And so what happens is we finish our meeting and Billy and I have to rush to the gym to get our workout right. in before the game starts. Although today they're not playing. So I'm like, I've got all the time in the world. But yeah, I could find a way. I, I, I'm going to have to work on that because I like that idea. I like the idea of not answering emails Friday and Saturday yeah, and answering them on Sunday instead. Cause then it kind of starts off the week. Like Monday, I've already cleared out my box and it's just anything I've received overnight. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Good idea. All right. Well, I'm very proud of you. Thanks. I think you're Let's doing a great you. job. I don't want to talk <laughs> about it. I'm just kidding. Here we go. We're jumping into mine. So here's my work professional habit. So in 106, I mentioned that my work habit is to have all my grades completed and entered into Schoology by the end of the day on Friday. So what I did well, one, I was really, really intentional with the assignments that I was grading. Now, to be mm. pretty fair, um, as we're kind of doing this, we're not doing this in the very beginning of the new year because we always record our podcast in advance. So it's like the yes. end, getting closer towards the end of break for me. I have three more days. Three you more You can do days. it. Three I believe more in days. you. I know. So in keeping with that, my lessons have kind of there they've been tweaked just ever so slightly so yeah. they're not the same that I like the same amount of uh, assignments that are being submitted so I feel like I was kind of cheating in a sense because I don't have as many assignments that were that were getting done so it made things a little bit easier but maybe that's like my like on ramp like and I'm kind of yeah. getting used to it but then I'm gonna go on break and then it's all gonna die oh yeah lord knows break I don't know everything off <laughs> break really does um so I was really intentional with what I was grading. So I didn't have as many assignments that I was really focusing on. So I try to ask myself, could I just make this like a group activity where I can just kind of do a checklist and an observation by listening to the discussions and kind of doing that piece more versus me giving like an individual assignment. So that was kind of my intentional piece. The second thing that I did is I did set aside specific times to be able to grade. So I mentioned that 8 a.m. to 8.20 a.m. on non-collab days. I did that. I was pretty good with that. And I was also grading as my students were submitting work. So um, what's really been interesting is that we've been focusing on the same story for quite a long time. I think it's been about like two and a half weeks that we've been focusing on this story. So I know the story like the back of my hand at this point. <laughs> and it's interesting that I do know this story so well. And my students are doing like different components of the story because we're building a TDA essentially <clears throat> that I know exactly what students should what their work should and should not look like and it's because yeah. I know the story so well so I guess that always goes back to like having like a prepared example of here's what it should be when they're completing those graphic organizers or their writing in a sense yeah what I still need to work on <laughs> listen to be fair to be fair I, I hate paper grades. Okay, can we just mention this? Like, I like Schoology because Schoology is like online. I can do it on my iPad. I can do it on my computer. I can kind of get it done and it just moves me to the next one. Yeah. I hate, with a passion, paper grades. And so I currently have 
from quite some time ago, some assessments that have been on my desk. And don't stress people when you when I say the word assessment, it's not an assessment that necessarily needs to like get put into the computer system. It's an assessment that is like one that goes into their file at the end of the year that it's that kind of an assessment. And I don't have those done. (laughs) So those are still sitting on my desk. Um, Will I get those done? I have been slowly chipping away at them. I will say that. But I still have assessments that need to be finished. I would like to try to have them done before break so that I can get them filed and off of my desk and then I don't have to worry about it. Um, But we'll see. We shall see. Uh, The other thing is that I still need to work on getting all my grades completed by Friday. I feel like for me, I was having kids submitting things on Friday. Mm-hmm. But yeah. when my my special is tagged to the very end of the day, and by the time that special time came, I was over it. I was over everything. I didn't even want to look at anything. I didn't want to do anything. And I wanted to move on with my happy life. And yeah. so I didn't, I still had grades. Now, granted, they probably weren't a ton of them, but I still had grades that I needed to cement that I did not get finished. So I think that's part of like that motivation piece. So maybe it's like if I can do maybe some habitat like stacking with that. Like I know like during special on Fridays, I go ahead and start turning off my lights. I change like my calendar. So maybe if I tell myself like if I, once I change out my calendar and I turn my lights off, I can sit down and maybe chug through some of my grades. We'll see if that helps at all. So my takeaways, tips, and tricks. One, I think the time piece is huge and really, really Mm -hmm. benefited me. Grading during class, like as I was going, was also incredibly helpful. And then having that clear guide um, was also helpful just in knowing like exactly what they were, what I was expecting because I just kind of knew it and I can get done, get done with my grades a lot more quickly. Yeah. So So, it's like your answer key or your rubric. Yeah. 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 Essentially. Yeah. So it's interesting because you mentioned those like assessments and not wanting to to grade those. (laughs) And instantly my mind was going to in Atomic Habits. It's that whole make it obvious, which it's already obvious. Their papers are sitting on your desk. (laughs) Yep. But it seems like you're kind of stuck at the make it attractive. Like it has to be something you want to get done. It's not. And it goes back to that like identity piece. Right. And right. But how many of us as teachers are like, yeah, I identify as a teacher who gets her grades done. And, you know. Well, and I'm a big believer, I think, when we talk about my identity as a teacher. My identity as a teacher is that I know that assessments these like district assessments are not the end all be all. What my students are doing every single day, the grind that they're going through in the lessons that we have that's what really makes them makes them learn. That's kind of who they are. And so for me, I feel like I don't really resonate with these assessments because to me, they don't just they don't provide me with really good information. Um, Yeah, it's just a thing that I have to do because I'm told that I have to do it. Yes. And I was going to say, I don't believe this was talked about in Atomic Habits. And I think this is where maybe I differ a little bit from James Clear, in my opinion, because he talks a lot about how like habits are all tied to your identity. But Mm -hmm. I personally believe there are some things in life that we just have to do because it's part of being an adult and we don't necessarily identify with it and we don't necessarily want to do it, but we have to do it. Like, I just think there are some tasks like taking out the trash, like 
I guess you could say, well, I identify as a person who keeps their house clean, but like, no, I I don't know. I just feel like there are some tasks where it's like, you just got to do it. And that's where I think rewards really come in because ultimately, yes, the goal is to have intrinsic motivation and to want to do things because you identify as that type of person. But when it comes to those tasks where you just got to do it because you're an adult and you got to get it done and it's part of your job, whatever, that's where I think the rewards come in. Do you know what I think I'm going to do now that kind of we're talking about the reward piece? So right now, the way that our assessments are done is that we just kind of file them away and then we put them inside of their their portfolios at the end of the year. Mm Mm-hmm. But I like to have those scores available. And so I don't really have like I kind of put them in their personal folders. I wonder if I kind of made a little tweak. What if I created like a spreadsheet that would track, you know, because these are writing assessments. That's what it is. It's a writing assessment for the district. And so in the writing assessment, there's a rubric that we use that are that's from the district. And it's organized by like the various components of the writing. And so you score their writing four, three, two, one and each of those components. So you know, I just kind of circle it on their rubric. I staple it and I file it into their folder that I keep for me personally. Right. What if I created something different where I have a spreadsheet that matches the rubric, just like the columns themselves. Mm -hmm. And then as my students are, as I finish grading them, I write the grades down and then I can file it into the portfolio. And then that way I don't have to ever worry about that thing ever again. The reward is that I don't have to even do it at the end of the year because it's already done. And I have the grades accessible. So I know where they are. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's that whole making it satisfying, right? Like that's that final step. It's that reward that making it satisfying. Yeah. And, Mm. and I think it's okay to have sometimes he talks a lot of, when I say he, meaning James, our Our new bestie. Um, Our our bestie. (laughs) (laughs) He talks a lot about having like instant rewards. And I think those are important. So maybe Mm -hmm. you have some sort of reward a reward for finishing grading them. But I think also those long-term rewards can be very satisfying as well, where it's like later on, this is going to make my life easier. Cause that's something I ask and tell myself all the time. It's like, well, what do I get out of this long-term? Like, how is this going to make my life easier? And I love doing what's hard now to make my life easier later. Yeah. 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 All right. Personal habit. So how's the whole getting up at night and going to the bathroom? It still happens. Um, okay. But, but let's, <laughs> let's backtrack. But guys, can, so, I, can I just give us some credit here, please? Like, please keep in mind that when we created these, like we've only been doing it for like two and a half, maybe three weeks. Yeah. Right. Because, yeah, we basically we planned out the episode. So we knew that this is what we wanted to be focusing on. And then we have to get the episodes recorded before the end of the month in order to have them up ready for the next month. So it hasn't even been a full month yet. Right. So just keep in mind, we haven't been able to cast a lot of votes here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So my personal habit that I wanted to build was drinking at least 40 ounces of water before lunch, which is one large hydro flask because that's the water bottle that I Mm -hmm. have. 
So what I did well, first of all, I became very aware of my actions. And James Clear brings up that this is the first step of behavior change. You have to become aware of your actions. And I started to realize how bad I was at drinking water in the morning. And I think this is, it's like that domino effect because I drink so much water at night. When I wake up, I'm already pretty hydrated. Therefore, I don't feel thirsty and I don't feel the urge to want to drink. And so then I postpone it, which then makes me more thirsty later on in the day. And it just like, it's a domino effect. Right. So I became more aware of my actions. And I think that that's very important. I also made it obvious. So that's one of like the laws of behavior change that James Clear talks about is you have to make it obvious. You have to have these visual cues. And I kept my water bottle next to me. I did a much better job, although it's so stinking ironic that I say that because did I bring my water bottle in this morning? No, because on Sunday mornings, Billy is sleeping and I just didn't take my water bottle out of the bedroom because I didn't want to make noise. It's metal and I bang it on things and whatnot. Um, So, you know, it's still a work in progress, but I did a better job of keeping it next to me. I also started priming the environment, which is Mm. part of making it easy. This is such a little thing, but it helped me a lot. My hydro flask lid has the straw piece that you can like fold up and fold down. Oh yeah. So what I started doing is I would keep the straw folded up. So when my water bottle was next to me and the straw was out, all I had to do was pick it up and start drinking. And it was just taking out that one little extra step of having to flip the straw up made it that much easier for me to kind of stick with it. But what I still need to work on, (laughs) one thing I mentioned that I was going to do, but I struggled with was filling it up before bed. That way in the morning, I already had water and I was ready to go. What would happen is I would take a full water bottle with me upstairs to bed. I would drink it and then I would fall asleep before I would end up filling it up because I would, you know, be warm and cozy in my bed. I wouldn't feel like getting up to go fill it up. So... I started filling it up while preparing my coffee instead because I was struggling to fill it up before bed. I just kind of said, you know what? That's not working. I need to find a different system. (laughs) And I did that habit stacking, right? I paired it with another cue. I'm going to start the coffee maker. And while I'm waiting for it to Mm -hmm. brew, I can fill up my coffee. So that worked well. So even though I struggled with it, I did kind of find a solution. Nice. Uh, But something else that I struggled with is I would get busy working and Mm. I would just forget to drink for large chunks of time. Like, yeah, I can see that an hour would go by and I'm like, I haven't touched my water bottle. And I do that even with eating. And this is something I think I just need to work on in general. I tend to use like food as a reward, like, like I'm a dog or something. (laughs) So is that kind of like your end of the day, like when you do all your snacks out on bed, it's like your reward for like sticking to your macros. You're like, oh my gosh, what can I get now? (laughs) Yes, that's exactly it. At the end of the day, I, whatever macros I have left, I just get a bunch of snacks and I take it upstairs and I eat it in bed while watching a show. And that's like my reward for working hard all day. Right. But I do the same thing. Like, okay, lunchtime. If I'm in the middle of working on something, I will tell myself, like, I have to finish this before I can go make lunch. And I love eating. Like, I thoroughly look forward to sitting down and eating lunch. So I use it as motivation to get my work done. How weird is that? But That is super interesting. I (laughs) never, I knew that you did that. And I thought it was just because you were just 
uber like disciplined <laughs> and like you were just that was who you are but now that you say it yeah you I do. use it, as, you a use it as a reward yeah which is really interesting to like now reveal on this podcast but well, anyway there you go <laughs> so I would get busy working and I would just forget to drink for large chunks of time so I haven't done this but something I could do is I could start pairing the task with another cue so for example if I'm answering emails if I'm doing that every morning. It's like after each email I send, I'm going to drink for 10 seconds. You know what I mean? Like I could kind of pair it with something so that it makes me continue to do it. And I think that's part of the make it obvious, even though I have the water bottle sitting there after a while, like, you know how, if you look at something for a long time, it's almost like you start to ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. Like the other day, Billy and I were driving to the gym and all of a sudden I noticed this, there was like a Marriott hotel and I was like, wait, has that always been there? And he's like, yes, we drive past it every day. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I completely spaced out because it just becomes part of the environment. Right. So I almost need like another cue to remind me to drink. Huh. But uh, my takeaways, my tips, my tricks, I did feel like on the days when I was better at drinking water earlier on in the day. I did perform better at the gym. And I think if you focus on that, like, here's what I'm getting out of it. Here's the positive outcome that can help kind of motivate you to continue it. I also try to focus more on my identity behind the habit. So this whole, like, I want to be a healthy person and I identify as a healthy person. So I have to remind myself, like, this is what healthy people do. They are well hydrated. That way their body can perform optimally. Right. And it's that whole, like, every action is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. So just reminding myself of that helped. Um, one little trick that I did, I noticed I was struggling with the making it satisfying because again, I wasn't really feeling the satisfaction in that moment. All I had to do was go to the bathroom more, but like, I wouldn't see the actual benefits, like the whole performing better at the gym until several hours later. So to make it more satisfying for a while, I actually switched to a smaller water bottle because when I would finish drinking that water bottle, I felt more successful. And it was that whole like immediate reward of, yes. oh, I've already drank a whole water bottle. And that was very satisfying. Right. <laughs> and then this sounds so lame, but like after each sip, I would kind of shake the water bottle. And as the water level goes down, it starts to make a different noise. And so even just the sound, like the trigger of hearing the water level get down lower was very satisfying. You are Pavlov's dog. <laughs> I think I am. I think I am. <laughs> And then one other thing I thought about, I didn't personally need this, but I know some people struggle to drink water because they just don't like the taste. Like, I mean, it doesn't even have a taste. That's part of the problem. So it's that whole making it attractive, like making it be something that you want to do. Something I did when I was younger and didn't enjoy the taste of water. I would use crystal light packets. So they have just these little packets that you add into your water and it makes it taste like tea or lemonade. And a lot of them are like zero calories, like yeah. no sweetener or whatever. I used to love crystal light. <laughs> yeah. And so it's a good way to like make it attractive. It's something you actually want to do, but you're also drinking your water at the same right. time. So yeah. 
So yeah, that's that's all my tea. I loved it. I learned. I feel I learned about so much about you through this whole process. That was very revealing. Okay, <laughs> your turn to all right. be vulnerable. Everyone is going to be judging. They're going to be super judgy of me. So my personal habit is that I wanted to cook dinners at home the majority of the week. So I told myself at least four days a week. Spoiler alert: I did do this. Okay, I I did Ooh, eat at home for four days a week. I did. So here's what I did really really well. I, and I don't know if this is cheating. Some people are going to be like, that's cheating. But I ordered HelloFresh to help kind of guide me in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I I kind of feel like HelloFresh is cheating because I'm not necessarily going through all of the motions of, you know, like going to the grocery store and all of that. But I did. I. But it's or- a start, you know. It's a start. And it kind of got me into eating some fresher foods like at home that are healthier. And it also helps me to kind of contain like how much I'm eating because I've noticed that like I eat really big portions and I don't need to eat big portions. So now I'm trying to like stop myself from eating before I feel like just slightly before I feel satisfied with food. Do you know what I mean? Like ever yeah. so slightly to kind of help me. Yeah. So, and that's just to gauge my amounts that I'm eating. And you know, he mentions again, he being James, our bestie. Mm-hmm. Bestie. He mentions how you have to standardize before you can optimize. And so I think HelloFresh was a way for you to standardize, to get into the habit of just cooking at home. Yeah. And then you can optimize it, right? Then you can start going to the grocery store and building your own recipes and whatnot. I I hate grocery store. We'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. (laughs) That's what I still need to work on. Um, I did use what was in the fridge to kind of help me make food. So um, I used a breakfast for dinner. (laughs) I love breakfast for dinner because it is my go-to and it is one that is super easy and I just love breakfast. I love it so much that I will eat it all the time. It's kind of like that in pizza. Oh, I love pizza. Um, I also, (laughs) I used my mother-in-law to (laughs) help me. Um, Again, I feel like this is cheating, but I tried to make, and I sent Michelle a picture of this. I tried to make like a beef and potato stew. Because I was really craving it. It was something that my mother-in-law had made. I really wanted to make it. Y'all, it was like a nasty, mushy mess. <laughs> I ate it because I made it. And I felt like I forced everyone else in the family to eat it too. Um, it didn't turn out well. And I sent a picture to my mother-in-law. And she's like, oh, yeah, no, that's not good. She goes, I'll make food for you once or twice a week. So now <laughs> my sweet mother-in-law has started making food for us once or twice a week. Um, so we just go over there and eat. And I mean, so, technically, that's a home cooked meal. It is. It is. Um, but I'm not I think the this one is a loophole. <laughs> I think rather than cheating, I think it's just a loophole. But I would say that this is using your resources. I think right? I feel like I am. Um, but it's nice because we get to like visit, we get to go to the farm, we get to like, yeah, you yeah. know, and eat food that's home cooked at the same time. <sighs> I let it all out. It's there. Okay. Everyone knows now. So here's what I still need to work on. I think one, duh, I need to cook my own meals, right? But yeah. I, I think like I'm gradually going to get back to it. I just, I'm struggling still. Um, And two, I want to really focus on keeping the basics in the fridge. I, we are so bad at going to the grocery store. Trent typically is the one who shops because, you know, he's at home 
every day. And so it's easy for him to like drop Lane off and then head to the grocery store. But my problem is, is my communication with what I need in advance. So I told myself that I was going to start meal planning on Sundays. That has absolutely not happened. I wonder if I can try to build that in with some like habit stacking. So like if I do something else, then, you know, maybe it's like after recording, but I always have to eat right afterwards. So maybe right after I eat and I'm cleaning dishes, then I can then create like what are the meals we're going to eat for the week? Or what about while you're eating? Like you make your food, you sit down and I don't know about you. While while I eat, I tend to go on my phone. Shaw, I like to watch YouTube while I eat. <laughs> but okay, but that could be your reward. Like once you finish, maybe. Mm. Oh, okay. I'm just throwing this out there. <laughs> so you make your food while you're eating, you do your meal planning. If you finish meal planning and you're still eating, you can start to watch YouTube. But if not, while you're cleaning up from eating, oh. that's when you get to watch your YouTube and okay. it's your reward. All for right. Yeah. I like that idea. Planning. I like that idea. Okay. So, and everybody's probably like, well, why are why are you watching YouTube as you eat? Like, where is your family? My family has already eaten without me because when we <laughs> do this on Sunday mornings, like I'm in a meeting and so everybody else is eating. And so I yeah. always eat by myself on Sunday mornings. Anyways, <laughs> sad story of my life. Um, so I still need to work on even going to the flipping grocery store. I hate the grocery store. I don't like going to the grocery store. I don't want to go to the grocery store. So I've told myself that instead of going to the grocery store, I just need to start ordering it online and picking it yeah. up like as yep. a drive curbside pickup type thing because our grocery store does that. So I just need to start doing that. I think because it's something that I haven't done, like we've only done it once, I'm apprehensive to do it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So I'm, I am I have to work on that. The next thing is, well, I guess takeaways, tips and tricks. So basic meals are always a winner for us. Like we did breakfast. We had like the basics of just like a meat and a vegetable. Like typically we have like frozen veggies in the fridge and we have a tons of meat because we like to order from like Omaha steaks essentially. So we have tons of meat in there. So it's like, that's like a nice go-to. You grill that, you throw some veggies in like a steamer and you're done for there's your meal. That's kind of my thing. Yeah. So I like basics. It's always nice. The other thing is that it really helped to satisfy like my mom guilt, which I know a lot of people probably feel this. Like I just felt like I was a horrible mom because we were eating out all the time and I have my kids eating this like overly processed food that, you know, isn't good for them. And in any shape or form. So it did help me satisfy mom guilt in that piece. We are still fighting over like everybody eating the exact same thing. There's still arguments that are happening. We try to give Blaine like rewards of, yeah, you get to go and have this like after you eat some of it. So it's always going to be a battle. And I know that because Ian was a battle for the majority of his like younger kid age. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> also making it easy is going to be a big one. HelloFresh, I think we're still going to continue doing HelloFresh. I think we've paused it just because of the holidays right now and we're going to be traveling to Vegas and like all the things. So we've paused it, but once like the new year starts, so this will be like, you know, for me, the beginning of January as like we're recording this is still in December, but HelloFresh is going to start back up again because it does help me. Mother-in-law for the win. I'm still going to do it. I don't care if people judge me. It's a great, great thing. It's family time. Who cares who's cooking it? 
Um, And then I'm just going to start ordering my food online and seeing if that helps. Um, I did also print out our habit tracker that was free. So um, you can head to like uh, teachingonthedouble.com forward slash zero zero one. Am I right? Yes. Okay. And then we have like a free habit tracker. I did print out our free habit tracker. I posted it on my fridge to help me keep track of it a little bit more because I think having it on my iPad, I didn't go to my iPad to fill in that information. So I think having it more visual and right there as a part of my environment is going to make a bigger impact for me. So yeah, that was it. That that's kind of how it all went. And I will say, if any of you have purchased our fitness digital planner, there is a built-in habit tracker. And like Bridget mentioned, sometimes having it physically printed is helpful. Keep in mind, you can print any of the pages of our planner. So it's whether you have the Google Slides or the PDF version, you are able to print the pages. So you could always print out the habit tracker page from your fitness planner and then use that to be able to track. Um, And then Bridget, I was just going to come back to, you mentioned the whole like ordering food online for pickup. Most grocery stores, at least from my experience, they'll allow you to almost like save orders. So my thought is you could come up with like, Okay, within the month, there's typically four weeks, right? Mm -hmm. So you come up with like maybe four different weekly meal plans that you rotate through each month. So like, okay, the first week of the month, we have these meals. Second week, we have these meals. And you could have like the shopping list kind of created and the order already stored. And it would make it that much easier of just like, all right, we're in week one. I'm going to order these things. We're going to have these meals and then you're good to go. I, don't I know. need to look into Just that because I don't really, like I said, I only have done it once. So I need to look into like how that whole process works. Yeah. I almost think about it as like a template. You know, we right. talk a lot exactly. about having templates. Yeah. yeah. And it's part of making it easy, right? It's yeah. Just, yeah. Billy and I, we don't have like set weeks of like, okay, this week we're having these meals. Um, but we have a note in our notes app of some of our go-to meals. Mm -hmm. And so when we're struggling to decide like, well, what do we want to have for dinner? We look at that list and we can just go, oh yeah, we haven't had that in a while. And we pull it out. You just go with a verp. We just go with the verps, veggie, rice, protein, sauce. There you go. All right. We truly hope that you have loved this mini series on habits as much as we have, because I personally really loved. I really loved this mini series. I'm telling you, it's like it is a it's I think I still love the mini series that we did on um, teacher teacher burnout. burnout, But this is my second favorite. Yeah, by far. And when it comes to productivity, like we truly believe that building habits is that foundation. So we wanted to share these insights with you to hopefully just help you be more successful with your habit building. Again, you can go back and listen to any of the episodes we have already done. Episode 106 was kind of the precursor to this episode where we shared what habits we were going to be building. Episode 107 is our review of the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, which we highly, highly, highly recommend. So good. Check out. (laughs) And then episode 108 was all about why your habits are failing. And I think that that was a very insightful episode Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, We would also love for you to have it on over to our website, teachingonthedouble.com. Submit your TSH. What is your time-sucking hurdle? Do you have anything that goes along with habits and habit building? Put that in there. We want to know. We would also love for you to subscribe to the podcast so that you can get notified the next time that we drop a new episode, which is on Thursday mornings. And we would be so grateful if you were to leave us a review over on iTunes. It really does help us to get into the ears of so many other teachers out there 
and to continue spreading um, a lot of the information that we've just kind of learned over the years. So head on over and do that. And we like to hear from you too. So it's always good times. We, we like to hear your thoughts. But until next time, be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.